The place has been prepared. Strings of lights and holly are draped across the chair. The family's all together. I know who they must be. Everyone is searching. Everybody get a candy cane. The perfect tree grew very long ago, and it was not decked with silver or with ornaments of gold. Hanging from its branches was a gift for you and me. Jesus laid his life down on the perfect. Mother wants a straight one, the children want it tall. Dad just hopes that somehow he can get it down the hall. Soon they'll gather round it, proud as they can be. When they're looking at it, I wonder if they see the perfect tree grew very long ago. And it was not decked with silver or with ornaments of gold. Hanging from its branches was a gift for you and me. Jesus laid his life down on the perfect tree. With all the celebrations, sometimes the truth is lost. Every step this baby took brought him closer yeah. to yeah. the cross. Yeah. The perfect tree. give our band a big round of applause. Amen. Praise God. So blessed. Everybody got a candy cane? Hold your handy cane up like I can see it. Some of y'all got it in your mouth already. <laughs> Praise God. Only my church going to eat what we give them. Praise God. Amen. Now let's eat up the Word of God this morning like we eat up this candy cane. Praise God. 
I, I want to talk to you this morning about the candy cane. The true meaning of Christmas to me is found in 1 Peter 2. Open your Bibles. Got my Bible? 1 Peter 2. I know we talk a lot about the Christmas story and the baby and the manger and the wise men. But for this pastor, the way I believe is right here, the true meaning of Christmas. And around the holidays, I, I bring this scripture up a lot because this is what the baby did for us. This is what Jesus did for us. And the true meaning of Christmas for me is this scripture, 1 Peter 2, 24. Got my Bible? He personally carried away our sins in his own body on the cross so we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. You have been healed by his wounds. Once you were wandering like lost sheep, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your soul. The candy cane is a Christmas tradition. It can be found in a lot of places. I, I want to use my shepherd staff that the church gave me several years ago, and this will be my candy cane this morning. You know, you think about the candy cane, you usually think about it hanging on a tree or maybe stuck in a gift somewhere or in a little kid's mouth to keep them quiet. But the candy cane is a long-time Christmas tradition, and everywhere we look, we see them. They're used as decorations on Christmas trees. Of course, it's most popular for, for candy. And I've heard several stories about the history and the meaning of the candy cane, and I don't know them all to be true, but I, I, I found one, and I believe it to be true this morning. First, if you take your candy cane and you turn it around like this, it becomes a J which stands for Jesus. Everybody turn your candy cane over. It's hard to do when it's sticky because you already put it in your mouth, but go ahead and turn it over like this. It, it stands for Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. If you take the candy cane and you turn it around, it looks like a J. And, and, and I want to say this. Jesus is why we did our Miracle of Christmas play. That's why we wanted people to take a look at his life. We just didn't want him to see the baby in the manger. We wanted to take a look at his whole life and what he's still doing today. Can I say this for you? He's still alive today. He's still alive today. He's not up on no cross like you see in a lot of churches, like you see in a lot of buildings. He ain't hanging on no cross no more. He got down from the cross and they wrapped him up and they put him in a tomb. But when they went to get his body, his body wasn't there. The Savior of our world, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus starts with the letter J, so the candy cane reminds us that it's Jesus' birthday. Let me let you in on a little secret. It's not your birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. Touch three people and say, it ain't your birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. 
Is there any Christmas babies in the house? Who? You're not a Christmas baby. <laughs> he said, give me two presents, old mama. Give me two presents. You know what? It's Jesus' birthday. It's not our birthday. So I thought I'd do something that might mean something to you as it means something to me. I'm standing before this congregation this morning with great humility, and I want to say to you from my heart today, I want this to be the slimmest Christmas that you've ever had. The slimmest Christmas that you've ever had. Now y'all got quiet. Now you say you're meddling, Pastor. You're bothering me. Daddy's supposed to give me that PlayStation 3, and I'm supposed to get a new Harley jacket this year. I pray that this is the slimmest Christmas for you because it's not your birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. And if you would put that emphasis on him and what Christmas really means, and I'm not, you ask my family, when they get me something for Christmas, what do I do with it? I take it back. It ain't my birthday. And usually I get what I want whenever I want anyway. So when they get me no, the meaningful stuff, the little small stuff, I keep because it touches my heart. But stuff that I can buy every day, it don't really mean nothing to me because it's not my birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. So touch three people and say, have a slim Christmas. And can I go a little further? Somebody's mad at me already. These kids, they're going to be mad at me for a month. Can I say something to you? And whatever, listen to me, listen real close, look, look. And whatever you spend on your family, whatever love you give to your family, whatever warmth, whatever care you give to your family this holiday season, give it to a complete stranger also. Because that's what Jesus would want as his presence. So whatever love you give, whatever financial you give, turn around and give that to someone else. Because that is the gift that would bring great joy to the Lord. And this is true preaching this morning. You don't have to listen if you don't want to. But I pray you give whatever you get. Boys, listen to me. I'm, I'm talking to you. Listen to me. Whatever you give, give an e whatever you get, get an e give an equal amount to, to someone who don't have this holiday season. And what's God shine down on you? What's God shine down on you? I love being able to pass out gifts. I love being able to collect gifts. I love being able to reach into what y'all have given Caney Creek Cowboy Church and be able to financially bless bicycles that are going to be sent out from Heaven's Army. I love the fact that we as a church try to make a difference outside of these walls. So I want to say this. I'm standing before this congregation, and I'm saying to you, I want you to have a slim Christmas this year. And whatever you spend on your family, whatever warmth and love you give to them, give to someone in need and give them the equal amount. And that will bring great joy and a great present to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because it's his birthday. Come on, somebody. It's his birthday. If you look at this candy cane also, it, it reminds us of a shepherd's staff. Take it and turn it around now. Turn it around like this. It reminds us of a shepherd's staff where you could reach out and grab your sheep. It reminds us, and I got my shepherd's staff here, and it reminds us, come here, young man. Come here, come here, come here. Here, let me see. 
Let me tell you something, boy. You can look. <laughs> come here, come here. Come on, come on, come on. You'll go wherever I want you to go. Don't try to get away from me. <laughs> the candy cane reminds us of a shepherd's staff. Give that young man a big round of applause. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Listen to me. The shepherds used to hook on the shepherd's staff to keep the sheep from wandering away and getting lost or getting killed and eaten. You know why we did that miracle of Christmas play? To bring in the Lord's sheep. To gather them, to get them to a place where they're right with him. To reach out and grab the lost, the drug addict, the, the, the one who's suffering, the one that's been depressed, the one that's crying, the one that's lonely, the one that's confused. We use the shepherd's staff to bring them back in so that they don't get eaten alive or destroyed or even lost forever. I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and they said, Pastor... I'm a, I'm kind of tore up. I, 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 I was young. I was wild. I was partying. My dad was dying. I, I wasn't there for him. I don't know if he died, made it to heaven. Now I'm saved. Now I'm born again. And my job is being there with those at the end of their life. I'm a nurse. I help take care of those people. I wish I'd have done that for my dad. How many wish we could reach out sometimes and just grab those that are lost, those that are hurting, those that are addicted, those that are broke, those that are longing for something better? The candy cane reminds us of the shepherds used to use his, his crook to keep the sheep from wandering away from the flock and getting eaten and getting lost. And what does the Bible say? Well, let me enlighten you. The Bible says the Lord Jesus, look, the Lord Jesus, his birthday, the Lord Jesus he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. How many of you heard that before? The shepherd. This reminds you of, of the J for Jesus, but it also reminds you that this holiday season, I'm not going to be with you at your house. I'm not going to be with you in town. I'm not going to be with you all the time. You're going to have to take your own shepherd staff, your own, your own, and pull your family in. Pull your friends in. Pull your co-workers in. It's up to you to tell them about Jesus. Amen? Touch three people and say, it's up to you. I told this a couple years ago. Can I say this? I'm, I thank God I am where I am today and I ain't who I used to be. Come on, somebody. I'm not where I should be, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be some days. A couple years ago, I went over to the Woodlands Mall. I, I told this a couple of Christmases ago. I went over to the Woodlands Mall. It was on uh, Christmas Eve. I was trying to do some. I do my shopping on Christmas Eve. And I dare somebody mess with me. Anybody ever do that? I dare them to mess with me. I run out there last minute, try to get my last minute stuff. And so a couple of years ago, I'll never forget as long as I live, a couple of years ago I ran over to the Woodlands Mall to get some last minute gifts. And I was all by myself, and I saw a good parking spot right up front. And, man, I was going around to get my parking spot, and I looked, and I made eye contact with that parking spot. Well, here come another 
car and they had made eye contact with me and they saw that I was looking at that parking spot and in the law of land, in the law of Mark Grimes, if I make eye contact with that, it's mine. So I had eye lock on that parking spot. I had made eye contact and I was fixing to pull my big old dually in there and they whipped in and took my spot. It was Christmas Eve. I was in a hurry. We had service that night. I was so upset. I pulled right behind them and I just laid on the heart. I was hollering, screaming, ah, you took my spot. I had eye lock. Boy, I was mad. I, I drove around. I, I got me another spot. I was walking. I, and, and I could see them, and they could see me. Boy, I was mad. They took my parking spot. I, I, I walked in the store. I did my shopping, and, 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 and I got all my stuff, and I made my way to the cash register. And guess who was in front of me? <laughs> Only God got a sense of humor like that. The guy turned around to me, had his wife with him, said, see that guy right there? He needs Jesus. He right, I needed him that day because I look like a fool. I had to get in my car and repent. I had to tell the Lord, I'm sorry. But in all reality, this holiday season, it's better that we give everyone Jesus. That we go out and we get them. We keep the peace about our season. We find joy in the true meaning, not the gift, but the giver. Not the hustle and bustle. Not that everything's got to be so perfect, but about the one who was perfect. I was so embarrassed that day. That man said, you need Jesus. I said, you sure right. I'm the pastor of the most amazing church in the world, and I need Jesus. You sure right. We all have those moments where we fall short. Thank God that we have a God that forgives us. And while we're wandering around there, y'all need to hear me. Some of y'all better get off your phone. You need to hear me. While you're running around doing the wrong things and doing stuff, you ought to thank God for those that will pull you back to the herd. Sunday morning worships is amazing for me. Wednesday, I can't go all week without Wednesday. I need Sunday night. I need fellowship. I need phone calls. I need cards. I need people to say, hey, man, God loves you. I need people to say, I'm praying for you. I don't need a bunch of unspoken prayers. Sometimes I holler, Lord, help me. I need people to pray for me. I need to pray for people. This world is going to hell real fast. Can I say this to you? Because I don't want to get off track this morning. But I want to say this because the Holy Spirit is telling me to say this right now. There are two choices you're going to make. One, where are you going to spend eternity? And who are you going to spend it with? The candy cane reminds us of the shepherd hook that can bring in the lost. The candy cane also reminds us. I've lost my candy. Oh, I got it right here. The candy cane also reminds us that Jesus, our shepherd, and that he will keep us from wandering away and getting hurt and lost. And this is the time of the year that we should go out and get at, gather our strays and bring them in. The candy cane is mostly white. Look at your candy cane. It's mostly white, and it's a symbol of purity. That reminds us that Jesus was a spotless lamb, the lamb of God, and that because he was to be sacrificed for our sins, we can become white as snow too when we get right with God. And as you know, the candy cane has three red stripes. 
The Bible tells us that before he was crucified, Jesus was beaten and whipped, which made blood red stripes across his back, and that he bled and was pierced for our sins and our transgressions. I thank God when I look at that candy cane and when I do that miracle of Christmas play that I don't sugarcoat it. I don't sugarcoat the whipping scene. I don't sugarcoat the crucifixion scene because our Lord and Savior, he was pierced. I'm sticking that in. He was pierced for our transgressions. For my sins and your sins, he was whipped, beaten, and shed his blood for my sins and for your sins. And you know what? He did that because he loved you. And he wants a relationship with you. And all he wants for Christmas is for you to get right with him. And the candy cane reminds us that he was pure. He was blameless. He was a perfect shepherd. And he was sacrificed for my sins and for your sins. And he wants to have a relationship with us. And they pierced him in his side. For my sins and for your sins. The stripes on the candy cane should remind us that Jesus suffered and died so that we can have everlasting life. So many people, the candy cane is just meaningless decoration on a Christmas tree. To be enjoyed, to be eaten, to be looked at. But I hope this year and every time you see a candy cane from today on, that it reminds you of Jesus and all that he did for us this holiday season. And I ask the Lord, the good shepherd, to keep you safe and to bless you this Christmas season. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I hope this year, every time you see a candy cane, you will be reminded of the true meaning of Christmas. Lord, we thank you that Jesus is the good shepherd who kept us from harm. We thank you that because of his suffering and death on the cross that we can have life and everlasting life. Help us, Lord, to remember that we can find the true meaning of Christmas in you and you alone, Lord. It's not about the presence. It's about your presence in our lives. I want to ask you this morning, do you have the Lord's presence in your life? I thank God for this kind of season, for the Christmas music, the lights, the decorations. But more than anything, listen to me, be close, be quiet, be real still. I thank the good Lord for this time. I thank, I, I thank you for right now. If you need his presence in your life, come to the altar right now. And just tell him, Lord, I need you this Christmas season. I'm going to let them play for a minute. I'm going to leave the altar open right now. Don't be ashamed. Don't, don't worry about what anybody else thinks. The Bible says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my Father. Come right now. Get up. Come right now. The altar is open. Maybe you've been feeling distance from the Lord. Just by coming, I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Just by coming, you're saying, Lord, I just need your presence in my life. And I know there's a lot of people out here today that need a closer walk with him. Thank you, Father. Get up. Get up right now. Don't, don't wait. 
Yes, they're coming, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Bring the sheep home. Yes, by coming, you're saying, Lord, this holiday season, I want your light and your light to shine through me. Maybe you've wandered way off. Maybe you're out there in the world doing things you ain't supposed to. I love Christmas. It gets a chance to get family together and friends together. Come on home. The Lord's waiting on you. Pray your prayers right now. Just have your moment with the Lord. Say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I give my heart to you this very day. I'm going to serve you this year with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul. God, we want to close our service, Father, but we want to give someone an opportunity to ask you to come into their heart. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Christ to come into your heart, but today you believe, I want you to pray with me right now. I'm just talking to you. You know who you are. I'm not going to ask you to do anything, but raise your hand after we pray. If you're here today and you want to ask Christ to come into your heart, pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come to my heart and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you from this day forward. Help me to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday. I'm going to serve you with all my heart, mind, body, and soul. If you prayed that with me, let me see your hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Praise God. Amen. Bless you, Tim. Amen. So super proud of you. Welcome to the family of God. Amen. Welcome to the flock. Glad we got to bring you in this morning. Father God, I thank you for our family, our church family. And Father, I ask that the, our church family here remember the true meaning of Christmas. It's not our birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. In his name we pray and give honor. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Amen.